Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama finale cast. Yes, after seven and a bit long years, because things, uh, we have now watched the finale of Riverdale. I Okay, now that we've said this, I'm kind of having <laughs> feelings. No, I mean, I, I said this last time because... They did the very modern way of doing a finale, whereas the, your last episode is really a uh, a yearbook episode, yeah, essentially. Yeah. It goes over all the characters, where they're going. This one did it very aggressively. Um, but but <laughs> that is the way that they... they it's, a, it's a more modern way of, like, we're going to give you the full breath. There is not a return. Yeah. We are done. Which, you know what? I appreciate they didn't try to be like, maybe we could sneak in. Something kind of, else. I kind of thought they might I, do that. There, There is one hanging in the air. Because remember, Josie McCoy and oh, the, that's Sweet right. Pea are... Traveling the world. I presume in one timeline that's happening. Solving mystery of who killed her father. Yes, down in New Orleans. <laughs> but, I forgot about that. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, they do, just as I said with the last one, they, they've they always been real good at hitting the aesthetics. This show, if you just, like, turn off your brain and watch, the images will wash over you and you will feel feelings. Unfortunately, we have been cursed with the knowledge... <laughs> that, that we have to pay attention. That we have to pay attention and think about things. And I know everyone, whenever we say this stuff to them, will just go, well, let me just don't think about it. I'm like, I... I can't. What? How is that a like? I like I like dumb things. I like dumb silly things. We literally are doing a dumb silly play. Yeah, dumb silly things are great, but there's just too much. Like, hey, I mean, right before we even get into it, this episode is pretty much all a sort of flashback. Yes. Yeah, which means we get a lot of dates. So many so dates. So many dates. And if there's one thing we know about Riverdale, they're, bad they're at real it. good at measuring time. <laughs> well, so just, I don't know if you know, but yeah. what they're doing this episode yeah. is Act 3 of Our Town. Yeah. Betty legitimately says lines from Our Town. I was in, uh, Act 3 of Our Town was the only act of Our, our Town I was in when I was in that play. I played That's the, right. I played the character who wasn't there for the first two acts and then arrives in the third act and points at graves and says how they died that was my role <laughs> like i was here the whole time anyway they died like this they died like that that was yeah. my you were the fancy city son i was the fancy city son who, who was <laughs> quote unquote in the rest of the play i was in our town as well yeah. i played one of the dead people in the graveyard nice so you also your third act yep yep Yep, uh, but this isn't the third act. This is the first act of the final act of Riverdale Season 7, Episode 20. The final episode. Goodbye, Riverdale. Goodbye, Riverdale. Remember when they were going to do... Remember, like, two episodes ago, they said that thing where they're like, Ethel Muggs and Ben Button were the first ones to leave Riverdale, but they wouldn't be the last. They didn't really follow that motif, huh? No, I mean, everyone they, Everyone does, but, but not, like, in, in a, a way... In a dramatic, bad way. Yeah, because also, not all of them left 
like it's actually unclear where Jughead went. Yeah, he they, could have done he it have, in Riverdale. He honestly could have. We know that at least Richie comes back to Riverdale. So that was a weird thing that was set up and not paid off. But hey. Hey, it's Riverdale. We, what can you expect? We start right immediately with numbers, which is Jughead. Voice Forsyth. Nope. Forsyth, Jughead, Jones. Forsyth, Forsyth Jughead. Pendleton, Jones, Jones, Jughead, the third Jughead saying 67 years have gone by. And I'm like, okay, so we know that it was September of of 55. We do know that. I'm I'm going to have to give them that at some point we crossed over into 56. Yeah. Yeah. Which means it is 2023. Which means they did not go back to the post time <laughs> skip. They went to now in our time, which we never saw in Riverdale. And you know, they should have gone to the post time skip because I'm going to pause it. Betty's 87. Oh, okay, no. Do you want to do more numbers then? Betty is 86. Aaron, do you know what 86 minus 67 is? 19. 19. Not she, 17. She was not 19. What, what, what is that math? All you had to do was make her the right <laughs> age. Just change what age she is old as. Also, I'm sorry. This is rude. She's not old enough. 87 is not old enough that all of these people are dead. I mean... Make her make her like the old lady in Titanic. Let's go to the future. Make her 103. Yeah, it does feel like they could have made... Like, like, considering how bad the math is, like, they made her that she was 19 as a junior. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Not only that, so this begins. Old Betty laying in bed. Her daughter is there. Granddaughter. Granddaughter is there. Her granddaughter's name is Alice. Of course it is. Spoiler alert. Alice gets to be win. Alice wins. Alice is good now. Alice has, because she, because now the secret of her husband's affair, she's no longer a terrible person. All of the abuse. Not only from this timeline. The four, I know I know Alice doesn't know about it, but Betty does. Yep. All that, all those timelines have been fixed. Whatever. So, uh, granddaughter, Alice, they're talking. Uh, specifically, Betty is checking the obituaries. She because she checks them every day. Because Jughead Jones has died at the age of 84. Oh, I didn't look at the newspaper. Yep. Jughead Jones, the editor of Jughead's Madhouse magazine, di- dead at the age of 84. Why did why did they make him two years younger than her? I, at this point, they have to be doing this on purpose. There's no way. There's, there's no way there's no this way, is a mistake. There's no way they could mess up the time that badly. But why would it be on purpose? Like, what is gained? Yeah, what? To punk us. <laughs> It is for us. It is for us to lose our minds. We are one minute into this episode and none of the math works anywhere. And they they know. Like, we know they listen to us. (laughs) This is for us and we hate it. So, yeah. um, Betty is the last survivor at 86. None of these people lived a... Healthy life. life, I would say. What? No, I'm, I'm not going to no. say like 80, like 86. When you look at obviously the um uh the 
the average lifespan of people that actually is around the average. But for like um, these middle class wealthy Americans. Well, I'm just saying the for the fact that like a lot of them, none of them were outli- were outliers on the other side. It's a bit weird. I'm gonna have to let it go. <laughs> I know. It really bothered me the entire episode. And I think it's because we have aunts and uncles I, who I are in their 80s. Like our uncle Gus is 89. Yeah, I mean, I. And I, he's a firefighter. <laughs> I would just like clearly they're like we got to get this back to this to present day. It's it's weird they decided they had to do that because we we have no connection other than the fact that we know our world right now we live in 2023. Yeah, we have no connection to 2023 for these characters because we did not see them in 2023. That was during the time skip. And in fact, in 2023, none of them lived in Riverdale. Yeah, so like. They they picked that because they knew it was the current day, but it, they could have fixed a lot of this by just number one, just not saying the year. If this took place in twenty twenty seven, I don't. It would not change anything. No, it wouldn't change anything. We don't see the modern day. But what's happening here is that Betty, she is the last of them. She wants to go back to Riverdale, and her grandchild's like, "We'll talk about it in the morning because because you're old." Uh, and notably, a thing that Betty is. Well, old Betty and young Betty will be going through in this episode is that she essentially has, I guess, dementia, Alzheimer's. Yeah, she has. She has lost a lot of memory. And I don't mind this as like a conceit. Yeah. To like to be able to explain to the audience in a way that kind of makes sense of why we are why Betty is learning the fates of all her friends. Yeah. Is because she has forgotten them and she's remembering them. And to the point that near the end she remembers them herself and no longer has to have the angel tell her. The angel tell her because as she I guess falls asleep and I thought for the entire episode died. (laughs) I was pretty sure she died right there. It it seemed like she should have died. Seemed like she should have died. It seemed like this was because old lady should have died. That's what happens in our town. Emily dies. <laughs> yeah. So Betty gets visited by Teen Jughead, who I decided must be an angel now. Or an angel in the shape of Jughead. It does seem to be Jughead. Well, the um, subtitles did call his voice Angel Jughead. I mean, I know I figured that he was an angel mm-hmm. and not an angel in the shape of Jughead, which is yeah. an option. Yeah, I think he is Angel Jughead. But it does imply the idea that there was now a split Jughead, which, whatever. All right. And Angel Jughead wears his 2016 clothes. Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, this Jughead himself has so many lives in his head. It's true. Like, I think more than the others, because he also has the grew old with Tabitha Tate life. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the, that. The bubble life. Yes. Yep. Uh, so he's like, hey, if you like, you could go visit a day. And she's like, I do want to go visit a day. She can't She can't live that day. She just sees that day. Yes. But she also then ends up kind of living it because she picks a day that she wasn't present for. Yeah. So she gets to like essentially be in the better version of her body. I do think it's I, – I, she does not time travel because I don't think she can make any changes but she does get to like for her she kind of gets to make changes. Yeah. I don't think these are going to this affects the timeline at all. Um she just gets to be there for things she wasn't yeah, there for. Yeah. Because what it was is that apparently on on senior year, the year they got their the day they got their yearbooks, um Betty had the mumps and she wasn't able to go to school and a, a little bit of an implication there is also at no other point was she ever able to get anyone to sign her yearbook, well, which I don't believe. Kevin 
they never see each other again. The last day of senior year happens, and then they never see each other again. In the middle of the episode, Veronica says, we still have graduation. <laughs> do, they, do they all just mutually agree to pretend each other don't exist for until through graduation? Well, they the, haven't walked the stage yet. Because the way they treat this is like they are all leaving town tomorrow and will never see each like, other again. Yeah, like, like Betty's high emotions make sense. She's aware. She's there for a day. And then she will actually never see them yeah. again, um, as far as she knows. Um, but, but like, later when she tries to go to the party, she's like, they don't know. They're in there, and they don't know this is the last time they'll ever all be together. I think that just might be Betty being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, she picks she picks that day, and then she goes through the door. She comes out, and boom, it's young Betty. And she looks great. Oh, there is so much talk this episode about how young and hot everybody is. <laughs> right? She is a horny old lady <laughs> and like the irony of the fact that these are adults super adults 30 year olds playing 17 year olds oh we're so young and hot <laughs> so she's young baby she's talking about how like great she great she was and she looks at archie is like ah there's archie also also hot so he's and but meanwhile archie's having a big talk with his mom Ooh, because archie has made a decision okay this scene is actually unclear. Archie is waiting for his mom to give him permission to have a job after graduation, I think. Yeah, and well, specifically because the job that he's going to do is he's going to essentially build highways. Yes, for three months. For three months. He's being a construction man, and he does mention Vic, who I think might be one of the people who was on. Wasn't Vic the one who tried to buy the construction business think, from him? I think he was. I think that was Vic. So I guess he got sent back in time. <laughs> Tabitha knew about him. Um... And, you know, we, we get some mumming from uh, Molly Ringwald Andrew. She's, like, pretty sure that once he hits California, he'll never want to come back. And he and he mentioned she mentions that, like, your dad always wanted to, like, settle in the West, which I think is true. It's it sounds I familiar, doesn't true it? in this season. Oh, maybe it's this season. I just remember making a joke about in Newsies Santa Fe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every, was, everyone wants to go to Santa Fe. Yeah, but I think there's like San Diego or something like that. But it was definitely like West Coast stuff. Yes. But I don't remember if that was this season or last season. I don't or remember. Or was it when it Luke is. Perry Andrews was alive? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. think so. Uh, but now we get the first conceit of what will happen a few times now, which is that Jughead will remind Betty on what these futures hold for these people. And the first one <laughs> we get is Molly Ringwald Andrews, who. Bought her dress shop. Which we thought she already owned. Well, well, I think I was always unclear on that. I will say that that could mean she was an employee and bought it the Veronica Lodge path. Ah, true. Or that's his way of saying she, she like, paid off the mortgage for right? her store. I think which the Veronica... Stores. That's how stores work. But maybe that's how they work in Riverdale. Maybe that's how they work in the 1950s. We don't know. Yeah, but the big thing is that she bought her dress shop, whatever that means, and <laughs> then uh, she met Brooke. Remember Brooke? Remember Brooke, the army lady? Yeah, now she's just a woman in, in the <laughs> dress shop, and they became roommates. <laughs> they were roommates. And they spent the rest of their lives together. They spent the rest of their lives Unlike together. the modern storyline where they got a divorce. Yeah, I guess Tabitha really <laughs> Tabitha was like, no, I want those two so, together. So in 
So what caused the divorce? Their then? life's just separated. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of the few like so I guess just the future caused their divorce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the, the thing to keep in mind is that um Tabitha has already told us that something happened here that changed the future, which by the way, we didn't even discuss that last time. The fact that like yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what it was that changed the world, what saved the world from the comet coming. Hiram Lodge died before he could put a bomb beneath Betty and Archie's bed. It's true. Hiram Lodge went to the past. Like, the entire reason a comet was going to hit the town was because Hiram Lodge put a bomb beneath Betty and Archie's bed, which caused a splinter universe, which caused a magic man to come to this universe and then call a comet down because that's what his final thing was. (laughs) That's what a magic man does. So So simply because Hiram Lodge no longer existed in the future. Yes. A comma no longer destroyed the world. I mean, I guess Tabitha did save the world because well, she put Hiram Lodge in L.A. No, I was just saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did that. What was all the other nonsense? <laughs> but she wasn't sure what the problem was. So she was like, I'm just going to try <laughs> things. Unless if her assumption is if we don't fix civil rights issues, a comet will hit Riverdale. <laughs> and I just got to be real with you, with y'all out there. We should really address civil rights issues, but not because or else a comet might hit. Anyway, also, the characters don't do that. Also, the characters don't do that. Uh, in another room, Betty hears Alice and Polly laughing, which always a bad sign. And so she goes running downstairs and she goes, Mom and Polly, you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're alive, which for me, I'm like, huh? The movie is, oh, right. Because future, not not other universe. Yes. One. Future. Future Polly was dead. Yeah. And uh, and all and her mom, obviously. Um. Time to check in on these people. So, Alice, what is Alice's um, uh, life like? Well, Alice achieved her dream of divorcing Hal and becoming a stewardess. Hal will not appear in this episode. Nope. I understand in the other universe he was a serial killer. He didn't seem that bad of no, a guy he, in 1955. He did have an affair in the 1930s. Yeah. But he seems to have been trying to atone for it they just didn't like portray me in such any such way was like alice you escaped hal like wasn't he whipped by her oh 100 percent i remember the the episode i know we okay i know they have a life outside (laughs) the show but we can only see what's in the show don't don't come, come at us. Don't come at me. Come at me like, well, maybe outside the show he was like, yes, but we only, these are fictional characters. And they don't have a life outside of the show, actually. They don't. Uh, Alice, she became an air sewer stewardess. Yes, she did. Um, and, and also, then, she's now a good person. Well, you know, the, we will see her flash forward. Yeah. And uh, her pilot had too much steak and martinis oh, she, and had a heart attack. Yeah, so she essentially airplaned. Not, not airplane, airport. The not, the not comedy one. Yes. <laughs> the, or, um, the, the one that airplane is a parody of. Yes, she did that. Yeah, she did the thing where she landed the plane and no, then... She didn't just land it. She flew it all the way to the airport. <laughs> like, she did not emergency land. She flew it from yeah, Riverdale I mean, to Poughkeepsie. <laughs> I, I have to imagine they were... Pretty close to Poughkeepsie at that point. And then a man on that flight was so delighted that the stewardess saved his life that they got married and traveled the world. I cannot stress enough how much somebody there in the writer's room just thought Alice was the coolest person ever. Because she got 
such a crazy, like, you know how I kept calling things victory laps? Her this victory is, lap. She, her, because we see her and, like, her family's back together and everything's nice. And then we learn in the future, she, she was a hero and flew a plane and then married a rich man and flew across the world, like... She's a bad person. Yes, why does she get to achieve her dreams and other characters will not? Yeah. Uh, Polly, for example, she'll never get to uh, perform as... As polyamorous again. Because because we forgot about two characters. Um, (laughs) She rehad Juniper and Dagwood. Those babies were put back inside (laughs) Polly. And, and she, also, also their, their father's no longer Jason. So who is their father? And just just not Jason. I mean, I guess like, so. the father's whoever. It doesn't matter. Whoever, oh, no, she whoever, has a husband. Whoever, you know, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. She's a stockbroker. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't care who it is. It just, it's not Jason anymore. Yeah, so they're actually not Juniper and Dagwood. They are different children di- with the same name. Yeah. So once again, Tabitha Tate unwrote babies from, well, children from existence and shoved them back up in Polly. All right, time for, um, yes. ba- time for Bay to go to school. All right, so she goes to school, and she's very emotional. Yep, she but, sees everyone. She hugs Veronica. And everyone's so beautiful and young. Yep, <laughs> the second of, like, five times they say it. <laughs> she reminisces. We see that it's currently 1957, by the way. It's the end of their senior year. Yeah, Remember, so were, that makes sense. They were juniors. It's 1957. We know that because Archie won an award for best poem. <laughs> In 1957. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, and we learned more facts. Uh, Tony is a senior class president. She shares a poem, Dreams by Langston Hughes, and talks about the power to make change. She talks about how Weatherby helps them make this school a better school. And I actually thought Riverdale High was fine, except for the evil people. But, like, yeah. the school was fine. Yeah, yeah. I think the idea is that now it's, like, a more progressive school, even when it was already a progressive school because it was desegregated more, first out of everything. Like, I'm not saying, like, hey, you shouldn't want more. I'm saying that, like... The school was not a problem. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was really weird. Featherhead that, and Werther's <laughs> were a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, hey, that's that's the thing. That's how you solve systemic issues. Just get one bad person out. Yep. And then all systemic issues are solved. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Betty had looks at some articles. They're like, hey, it's articles about civil rights things. They mention Rosa Parks, which happened in 1955. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out that what Tony has done is made sure that Riverdale always discusses important issues. Which, like, is good. good but I don't, but not on, like, a grand scale. So, like, I guess that makes Riverdale better. Yep. But, like, you're still part of a country, and I know what happened in 2016. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, so we uh, we sort of flashed through a bunch of people, I think, because we got to just hit everybody. Uh, we, Betty gets her yearbook from Cheryl uh, and gets invited to an art show with a dark room and a party because Cheryl's like, <laughs> well, everyone thinks that Betty has the mumps. Yes. And Cheryl's on, uh, Cheryl is peak Cheryl this episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, but first, we have to check in with. Fangs and Mitch. <laughs> so Midge is no longer in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yes, and I assume has given birth to her baby last year. And Fangs and Midge decide to just tell Betty what happened over the past year. Yeah. As if she hasn't seen them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's very emotional about seeing them, but I'm not certain Betty has had much of a conversation with Fangs or Midge. Midge will be 
a lamp this episode. Yep. She'll be <laughs> which, there. Which is like, she's not a main character. So like, it's kind of fair, but also the same thing. Fangs is also kind of a lamp this episode. And it's like wild that they brought back these two yeah. and not Moose. Where's Moose? Yeah. So, so let's check in. So Fangs, uh, hey, remember that entire storyline just being a star? I mean, they succeeded. Yeah. Fangs gone on the charts. So Midge's parents will let them marry. They have, he had a number eight song and a gold record. I mean, he'll, he'll get a gold record. I think it's the, because mm, mm-hmm. I, so we learn now their future. Um, Fangs, Fangs gets Buddy Hollied slash Rishi Valens. Yep. He dies in a bus crash on this tour they're going <laughs> off on. This summer. He, he gets to be Rishi Valens. Um, and then as uh, Angel Jughead's, like, he when he points at the gold record, I think that's him flashing to the future, essentially. They do do some future flashbacks. That's fair. I buy it on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 the thing is, whenever it's him doing stuff, like, I believe everything that we see outside of their conversations are, like, really what happened on that day with slight twist because Betty Betty's is there. there. Um, but when he does that, I think that's just, like, a, a, a visual image of, and his gold record hung up on River on Riverdale High until, like, it closed. Um, I want to talk about Fangs for just one second. Yeah, of course. Which is, man, Fangs probably had the worst um, reset from Tabitha Tate. He died much earlier than in the other world. And remember, he had a child. He had a full-grown man. <laughs> he did. It, that. It, he had a child who did become a man. Um, he remembers his life with Tony. Like, that has to be a good moment. He knows he had... And, like, the birth of baby Anthony has to have been a good moment. Yeah. And, like, he must remember oh. some of his life with Kevin as <laughs> by the well. Way, another child who has just been wiped from existence by Tap with the Tate, who decided, I don't know what to do with this kid. No more. <laughs> we turned him into a man, and I can't handle it. So, like, Fangs... Fangs... I... I I'm, I do not care that he got to have a coup... He got to be Richie Valens and died as, like, a yeah. rock star. He had... He was just going to live a full life, except for, I, know, I know Comet, but like, where, what? That, I, I don't care that like some people have bad, bad endings. I think, or not bad endings, but like sadder endings. Because it is more realistic. It's like a fully fleshed out thing. It's like at the end of um, Stand By Me when one guy gets stabbed in yeah. the line of a. Um, I just don't really understand why Alice Cooper gets to have a good life, and, and Fangs dies at the age of seventeen. Yeah, Fangs dies in a in a, in a bus crash four weeks after graduation, and and it's like cool. In the other world, he was married with a child and seemed super like content with his life. Yes, other than the comet. And I mean, he did want to run a gang. Yeah, but I mean, he was also kind in a gang in this. That's one. true. And running a gang is not bad. It's just. <laughs> Well, and then what's super wild is Tabitha Tate never met Midge. She brought this girl back to life and gave her a child. Also, I mean, I guess, I guess Midge has the best one. She went from being murdered in high school from a serial killer to being set for life because her. Maybe Tabitha just really liked. She heard about Midge, decided Midge needed a win. She's like, decided, that girl seems cool. All right, I'll get you married to a to a rock star, and then he'll die. <laughs> That's what you want, right? I mean, now she never has to worry about Fangs being a rock star and cheating on her because he's dead. <laughs> because he's dead. The thing we all hope for. Uh, now Betty has to go hang out with Cast. Gets to go hang out with uh, Kevin and Clay. Uh, we do get a great line from Betty where she goes, Clay, I don't really know you. <laughs> I'm like, agreed, girl. Agreed. 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 
<laughs> because he didn't exist in the other world. Tabitha just inserted a new character. It's like Tabitha became the showrunner. Right. <laughs> um, but what we learn is they too are get to be roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and they told their parents and their parents were cool with it. Yeah, I, I mean, we knew that his mom knew that he was he was out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Clay's dad is also cool. Because they not only do they say we're going to be roommates, they hold hands at the table. <laughs> which like, yeah. Uh, but hey, Clay, he becomes a professor of literature at Columbia. Cool. Uh, Kevin, he opens an off-Broadway theater company. Ooh. Ooh. And they li- live happily in the cool Harlem. And they could open their windows and there's art and culture right there in front of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And then and, they grew old and died. Yeah. yeah. And they did the classic thing where, you know, one person dies in their sleep and the other person dies like four weeks later because they can't be apart. And it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Clay will. Clay's, Clay's very cute. Like, he <laughs> also feels like knowing Clay he did on purpose. He's like, well, you know what? I think today I'm going to die. So I'm going <laughs> to walk to the park. Scare some kids. <laughs> I'm going to sit on a bench and let some let, little gonna, kids find me. Oh, yeah. those kids. I'm going to go be some pigeons. A kid's going to come kick a football against my, I guess a soccer ball, <laughs> against my knee and be like, sir, can you kick the soccer ball back? Sir? And that kid <laughs> will never forget that day. He will be scarred for life. Yep. Uh, and then we learn about the four of them. So. So, remember, you know. You know, across lifetimes, there has been a lot of, like, Archie dating Veronica and Jughead dating Betty and then Jughead dating Veronica and Archie dating Dating Betty. Betty And And Betty and Veronica kind of dating in their dream. Yeah. And, man, that is just sort of, like, tossed out. Um, But how are they going to deal with this? (laughs) Obviously, by all dating each other. And when Betty learns about this she is delighted (laughs) yeah we get the return of horny betty old woman horny betty this will the 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 feelings of this will drive her forth so much (laughs) like she is Thrilled. Oh, she is so thrilled at the amount of sex she was having at this time. And it is very pointedly about sex. Oh, it's not about how much they all love each other. Very pointedly for Betty, it's about sex. <laughs> like, the next scene is Betty, like, in the bathroom, and she's like, <laughs> What a good year. And then, I then like, so Cheryl comes out, and I was reminded of something that, like, is so weird, just doesn't exist. Really, Cheryl and Betty were related. Not anymore. Yeah, like not super close. They were like cousins, like second they were or like, third cousins. Yeah, but they were related, and now they're just not related. And I know they like weren't in school. Like they only learned they were related. I guess in the season one, they were related for six seasons, and now I th- they're not. Right. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> what? <laughs> Because Cheryl used to always call Betty cousin. Yeah, and like I know it's not a huge thing, but it is something where I'm like, that is odd. Yeah, it's, it's just odd. odd. Uh, then we check in with uh, Reggie. He's a bit bummed that he uh, never got a date, uh, Betty. And then Betty's like, don't don't worry, I'm dating three people who aren't you. <laughs> I I don't know why saying this. She she 
she she couches it in such a way that feels like she's trying to make like make him feel better. Because what happens is he's like, oh, I can't believe we never dated. Uh, you picked that chatterhead Archie over me. She's like, oh, and she's I, like, no, I didn't pick Archie over you, and I didn't and pick I didn't, him over, over Jughead either. I just dated everyone except for you, Reggie. I didn't date you because you were too busy with basketball. And he's like, oh, I'm like, well, what? I guess I gotta go play basketball. It's it's so weird. Because, just be clear, it's just her finding a reason to brag to someone about it. Oh, absolutely. Like, like it's, that's not consoling to him. <laughs> like, I didn't pick Archie over you. I picked everyone over you. Uh, also, do we need to be clear about this quad that they're in. Uh, Betty is dating Archie, Jughead, and Veronica. Yes. Um, Veronica is dating Archie. Archie, Jughead, and Betty. They say they say Betty and Veronica. I think Betty's like more times than you may expect. I go have sex with Veronica, but Jughead and Archie are just da- dating Betty and Veronica. Yes, Jughead we, and Archie are not dating each other. Which, admittedly, I actually don't care that much about because I think it'd be weirder if they suddenly decided these two people who never had even friendship chemistry with each other are going to date. Are each just other. going to have romantic chemistry with each other? Uh, I am going to say. I still think that Betty and Veronica is the most ham-fisted chemistry ever. Especially that, like, it was just so that in this weird, not weird quad thing, but, like, the, it's weird in okay, the... Con- in weird- the shoehorned yes. in quad thing. Yeah, I, I don't mean in general quad. I mean, in this show, their weird quad thing. Um, just so they could also have Betty and Veronica are also, like, having sex from time to time. <laughs> like... Yeah. Sure, sure. Sure. I mean, with the time they spent making those two a thing, they probably could have made Jughead and Archie at the very least friends. No, Jughead and Archie shall never be friends. Nope. Uh, and neither shall Reggie. He's gonna. He's like, well, I guess I better go play basketball in my full clothing. He's not in basketball clothing. He clearly needed to leave this conversation. Yeah, he just was like, I'm out. Like, like, oh, what you said to me has destroyed me. I'm going to go shoot a basketball. <laughs> and then he just plays basketball in the background. Yeah. Well, Betty talks to Ghost. I do love it. She says, I'm, I'm glad I got got to know this you. Because I'm like, yeah, because this Reggie is so... He's the one who who has to have the most weird, like, mental state. Knowing both the Reggie and this Reggie, who are two very different people. And he'll remember other Reggie. Yeah, but he also remembers being that Reggie. Like, he, no, season one is also him. They're just, like, a different-looking Reggie. Anyway, uh, so we learn about Reggie's future. He went professional. He played for the Lakers. And then he came back to Riverdale and coached high school. Yes. I think there's a reason he came back. Uh, They said that he came back during the summers to work on his parents' farm until they died, and then he sold the farm. And he... Man, body his... used car dealership and coached I guess. basketball. Yeah, I mean, yes, because his sons run Reggie Mantle, Mantle Motors. Mo- Motors now. Yeah, his parent, his dad. I mean, his mom was dead in the other world. Yes, and his dad was, was abusive. Yes, and then, uh, then was dying of like cancer or something. Which... Oh, heart condition. No. Oh, I mean, no, it maybe. was like cancer it or something. Was, I don't know. Like um, all right. Then we, we move along and we get Veronica and Betty drink some absinthe because... Now now Veronica's into absinthe again because she remembered she used to make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, with her weird powers. Uh, and we learn Veronica. Veronica is moving back to L.A. Tomorrow. Yes. 
She's going to head back to Hollywood. Remember, the most right move, the thing that forever has been her thing, is movies. Yep, movies is her defining feature. For like, they keep on being like, oh, you have so many businesses. I'm like, yeah. She doesn't really have a thing, huh? And they just decided movies. Her thing is making money. Yeah, that's her thing. But they but they have to make it seem more poignant than that. So they're like, yeah, movies. That always was your destiny. Like, I'm not certain before this season she even mentioned the word movie. She referenced movies. But did we see her watching did, movies? Did she seem particularly into the the making and creation of movies? She was from New York originally. And so what she does is she calls her old friend, Peter Roth, you know, that yeah. man who wouldn't distribute things to her theater. Yeah, yeah. And she says, look, I did the small town thing. I did the theater owner thing. Now I want to do the movie producer thing. Yeah, and it just goes to show. It's really just who you know. Because she starts as an assistant, and runs like, the company within a year. Yeah, like, like this is like in a couple of years she was running the place. She always had impeccable choices. She made awesome movies. She never failed, never lost. Everything came up good for Veronica. <laughs> and she was buried and, and her parents, in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And her parents don't get a mention. Nope. They left the show. They don't get a <laughs> to know what happened to them. We know they're divorced, but... Who knows? knows? We know that Hiram didn't place a bomb beneath Archie and Betty's bed, which would have created a comet. So So that's good. So that's good. I mean, Hiram. But but that problem was solved in episode one if we had thought about it. That's true. The the problem of the season was solved immediately. Because they were in 1955. Because. And Hiram lived in L.A. Yes. Has Hiram even met Archie? Um, no, he only appeared for one episode. No, yes, he did. When he came in and told everyone to to call him Hiram when they continued to call Mr. Lodge. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that solved the problem immediately. And then Tabitha was doing something. So Betty's like, oh, man, I remember that that happened. I even visited Veronica a couple of times. Yeah. I wish I had kept more in touch with her. Yeah. But it's 1955. It's hard. There's no internet. <laughs> yeah, there's no internet. Yeah. And by the time internet come around, you're too old, even though you also know how to use it. <laughs> Man, the fa- none of these people use their their knowledge of the future to, like, do investments and become impossibly oh, yeah. rich. You think Veronica would do they Oh, all my sh- God. Veronica just made movies that already existed. <gasps> That's, That's how she makes... she's so good at it. She just made movies. She just made the movies. Are already- she was like, I have an idea for a movie. <laughs> It's it's called Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner is your example. I don't know. I, I was trying to think of like a really Titanic. I guess I guess Titanic. Yeah, the highest grossing movie. Um, <laughs> hey, remember that Titanic disaster? I'm gonna make a movie about it. But I'm gonna put some sexy teens in it. <laughs> give, give find me a boy named Leonardo DiCaprio. What? Why? The, the guy from what? Who? But, but from. What's Ian Gilbert Grape? Get him. He's going to be hot, hot, hot. You don't do like auditions? No, just him. <laughs> I know who I want. I know who I want. I'm Veronica Lodge. When they said impeccable choices, now that makes sense. Because she never auditioned anybody. She just chose people because she already knew the movies. You know what? Perfect for Veronica. She still doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> this is amazing. Cool. Suddenly she has the best ending because it's so Veronica. <laughs> All right, so they head to the dark room, and we learn that the art show is, of course, exactly what I thought it was, sexy pinup teenagers. Yep, because that's what Cheryl does now. That's what Cheryl does. Um, We learn that 
Uh, also, Tony has published a literary magazine, so Black, which is Black Athena. Um, I'm going to bring this up now, which is the fact that they, um, if fifty <laughs> uh, percent of the characters end as writers. Yeah, they sure do. They we just is, keep adding more and more writers. Yeah, which, which is funny because they don't ever talk to each other like people who are all writers. And as writers, we know what happens when we get together. Yeah, like, they all seem completely disinterested in the fact that they all share a common interest. (laughs) It's just like a thing that they just do. Uh, All right, well, but, and then, of course, uh, Cheryl is a painter because, like, at this point, we just have to accept that as a part of her character, even though it only came in for, like, season five, which was two years ago. I would say at least it did come in in season five. It wasn't just, like, a thing that came out of nowhere. Though it is something she picked up during the time jump, so I don't know why the teenager version... Well, because Tabitha knows about it, of course. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't know. Here's the thing. Tony and Cheryl, their future is they just live together... As artists and activists, activists. they adopt a son and they name him Dale after Riverdale because they are the worst. Uh, And then they pass away peacefully because, of course, they did. They're the worst couple in Riverdale and the town, not the show. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, both. Both. It's just like... Like, I, like, like, what, like, if out of context, if you just look, watch this, you'd be like, cool, I'm glad that those, those two, you know, I'm glad those two lesbians got together and had a good life. But, but if you watch the, the show entire, for seven seasons. And how bad of a couple they are. So toxic. Yeah, maybe they deserve each other. I don't know. I um, refuse to believe that Cheryl Blossom is an activist, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's too self-centered. Yeah, but, but Tony's an activist and Cheryl. Is there. Is around and likes to paint, uh. <laughs> Eventually, she will paint adults, which is very important. <laughs> she can't keep painting teenagers. Really hope she does. All right. Now we're going to spin through a few uh, quick checks. Uh, Julian. Died in Vietnam. 28. Nana Rose. Reincarnated over and over. Don't know what that means. Nope. Uh, Weatherby and <laughs> Mrs. Thornton. Got married. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Frank and Sheriff Keller. Dating. They yep. don't say it, but definitely, definitely dating. Definitely. Why? <laughs> I understand it always works using the language of where it's like, oh, it's 1955. They're not they're gonna use the language of the time. But <laughs> but it's also it's kind of weird how none of the people they'll refer to as dating or married or live together romantically or Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, dating is not the important yeah. part. Frank and Shelf Keller. Picked up a drifter, got murdered. Drifter's name is Chick. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I refuse to believe that. The chick that we saw, I refuse to believe that man overpowered these two men. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, they are both kind of nothings this season. Yeah, they did nothing. And then they I guess Frank kind of got together. Things. I mean, yeah. Man. Man, I feel so like, weird. <laughs> I really feel for the actor who plays Frank because it must be so hard to play him. He also had one of the most aggressive change. Like, so he arrived in season four, four after after um luke perry died um and he was just kind of like luke perry like cool uncle he had this weird like military thing yes uh through five uh he was also just, just kind a of normal around. cool uncle yeah. yeah mind controlled in six and then became weird weird clo- flip closeted hating like self-hating gay man yeah the the thing that gets me is that i am not sure 
Frank. I mean, we don't know anything about Frank. I'm not sure that Frank and Sheriff Keller were I didn't gay. Even, in... I didn't even know they were buddies. <laughs> I didn't even know they knew each other. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned, I guess I'll go shack up with my friend. Yeah, like, but before that. Yeah, before that. They... <laughs> well, I guess they worked together when they were mind controlled but by that, the magic man. Well, that's because they both had, at that point, had lived in the town for seven years. Yeah. Um, I just, like. And were, like, yeah. I don't have a problem with them being a couple. Yeah. I just don't understand <laughs> what is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Now uh, we now uh, Betty sees the Jughead and Archie are hearing about Veronica going west, and she didn't get to be there for that conversation. So now she does, and she just listens to this like, "Hey guys, I know we're sad, but can't we just have one good last night?" This is what I mean by, like, I assume that Betty can't change anything, but she can feel like things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is not time travel. It's like a dream. In fact, Jughead even says it. It's kind of a dream kind of reality. Yeah. She's definitely more involved than Emily is in our time when she goes back in time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Betty, uh, she's like, I just think we're so lucky about, our, about, like, you know, we had two lifetimes and it hasn't driven us mad. <laughs> <laughs> we have not succumbed to the cosmic horror of our existence. Yeah, we don't really explore that enough, do we? Instead, what we should do is hop in the hot rod and go for another ride. I hate that. I, I'm going to say it one more time because now we're at the end of this uh, show. I hate that's a hot rod and not a jalopy. Yeah. Should be, tra- should be trash. Should be trash. There's only like. It's one of the few things that is like so consistent in Riverdale is that he has a trash car. Mm-hmm. So why did you give him a cool car? Like, it's so it's so small, but so weird. Um, but as I get there, Betty can't bring herself to go apparently inside. Angel Jughead had to walk. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get to go in the shop. <laughs> yeah, I presume he can like teleport, but he oh, does no, get no. there after them. Yeah, so he must have walked there. <laughs> well, he just knows when to be dramatic because Betty can't go in because it's the last time all of them will be together. Because after this day, they will, I guess, just pretend not to know each other. <laughs> and goodbyes are so hard. Mm-hmm. And Jughead's like, hey. That's the arc of life. We say hello. We spend some time together. Then we say goodbye. It's okay. That's what happens. And like, this is what I meant by like, the aesthetics are there. They say nice things that like, if you if you clip them onto, if you put like, cool filters over them and clip them onto like, TikTok or Instagram, you'd be like, yeah. Riverdale did a thing. You're right. But then you have to consider everything. Uh, and then we get what I guess you could argue is the climax of the episode, which is Archie reading a poem. Because Archie's a big time poet. His poetry has not improved. I'm here's what I'm going to give them. I think this poem is bad on purpose. And I think Archie knows it's bad. Yeah, he's doing just, well, I mean, it's just a very, ba- he's essentially doing a very basic rhyme, almost a limerick. <laughs> and I think that because of what this poem is about, I'm willing to say it's on purpose. So what this poem is about is Archie has written a poem about all of his friends, basically like the contrasts within them. Yeah, uh, and well, mostly what it is is that it's Archie roasting the tv show yes <laughs> his friends because he just goes around and like mentions things about people it's like hey on his own he mentions he won't mention the highs and lows of high school football and i'm like oh show don't <laughs> act like you're better than that <laughs> you took that seriously you, when you wrote it and and you continued to take other things that are all like that's not 
the weirdest thing you've done. <laughs> uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty much about their weird lives. Like, you know, he mentioned that there's that there's two Reggies. He mentioned that Fangs st- tried to steal organs when yeah. he was in a cult. He mentions Betty's serial killer gene. Which I would argue... I, did, I say this, did I say this earlier? Did I say before we recorded? They shouldn't remember those. No, those, are not, those are the bad things. Those are not good memories. Yeah, those are the bad memories. And they're supposed to only remember the good ones. Except for Betty and Jughead. Except for Betty and Jughead. So the, did Betty and Jughead remember the bad things and then just tell everyone? Well, the thing that I also want to mention is that Archie mentions the double Reggies, which was from Rivervale, which means they remember Rivervale, which is a third life. And Rivervale should be a bad thing. Oh, 100%. Archie died. Numerous times. <laughs> Archie died in Rivervale. And what what do they remember of Rivervale? Like, even in Rivervale, they forgot Rivervale. Do they remember, like, just the fun hijinks that there were two Reggies? Or they remember well, they remember um, Veronica having her spider lady power. Yeah, but, I mean, that was from... That was from Riverdale. No, but that's not a good thing. I guess if she did fun stuff with it, the fun thing she did with her spider When she made the absinthe. When she made, yeah, when she was a human dialysis machine. That was the fun thing she did with. Oh, yeah, when she cleared all of the palladium out of Archie's blood. Didn't she do that? I don't know, but I yes. I don't know either. <laughs> that sounds right. No, I mean, because yeah, Cheryl had a terrible way of trying to make him be immune to it by just, like, exposing to when he almost died. It, <sighs> it man, <laughs> I know, I know. Don't think about it. I have to. I have to. Uh, and not only do I have to think about it, everyone has to think about it. Because Betty, she's got to go. Yep, she's moping in the corner. But Archie's like, hey, look, maybe... Maybe we, maybe us, maybe we could, remember, you and me? We were, were how this show started. And at this point, Betty has essentially remembered, like, everything. So she gets to tell Archie about his future. So Archie will, in fact, build the highways to California and love it and not come back. He's going to become a professional construction worker and an amateur writer. Mm-hmm. And he's going to marry a lovely lady and have a lovely life. And Strong then, lady. Then when he dies... He will be buried in Riverdale, right next to his dad. And Archie is not weirded out enough by this. Oh, I mean, I think this is what I meant by, like, I think because she can't change anything, his reaction can't go too far off of a real reaction. Fair. Because she can't change the future. So he's just like, like, it's like, like, it was like white noise that went through his head, I think. Um, I'm mostly going off the fact that, like, for, oh, Six years, six seasons, Archie's thing has, has been, been I do not rage. want to leave Riverdale. Yeah. I mean, he went off for war. Yes, but that was war. Um, but that was like the main conflict between him and Betty. That he wanted to live in Riverdale with the And I don't, I'm not saying that people can't change, but I'm saying for but like. But why did he change? Yeah, I'm saying like for like a. Like an. Uh, an arc of a character for it to be like also no actually he does actually live in california i'm like but but the last time we saw him that i mean i guess the last time we saw him he wanted to be a road poet like last time we saw him that wasn't what he wanted and i don't know what changed that tabitha yeah yeah uh okay so they kiss and it's cute yeah betty and then betty heads back to the angels i have to visit one last person i'm like who well, she's got to get some flowers. Yeah, I'm like, 
what? What? I was so confused who else there was. I'm like, there's no way she wants to visit Penelope. <laughs> who, oh, all, like, she didn't have a great life in the other one, but she was turned into a Russian spy in this one. It's true. <laughs> um, but no, she has to go visit the grave of Pop Tate, who died the beginning of senior year, which means he also died earlier in this timeline. And I'm wondering why Tabitha Killed did her. that. Did she? Did she? I, I'll tell you why, because she's an angel and she wanted her grandfather in heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> you know when people, when people say like, oh, it's God's will? Yeah, she was like, I'm bored. Kill my grandfather. <laughs> Bring him to heaven. Give me family. I also like, so, talking about the aesthetics of sweet language. When, when this conversation mostly also goes into Betty being like, hey, what happens after we die? And Angel Jughead's like, well, I, you know, it depends. But for, but for Pops, I think he's like up doing exactly what he, what, what he, what he likes, what makes him happy, you know, flipping burgers and bring smiles to people. And I'm like, yeah, because you really did not make give him anything other than that. You decided the only thing that he exists as is that he did retire. Yeah, but then he came back. <laughs> and I knew you know, here's the guy. I don't want to judge. It is it is honestly fine if you're like he clearly did love pops and he maybe did. That, and maybe for him that would absolutely be heaven. It is just funny in this show for being like we do not know what else this character did. So of course his heaven is just working at Pop Tates. <laughs> But he does seem to like it. Um, he, he was brought to heaven by his by his granddaughter, God. <sighs> so um, they use this visit to Pop Tate's grave as a mm. launching pad to talk about their own futures. Yes. Because Betty remembers seeing Jughead's yes. obituary. Yes. Um, so Jughead essentially made Mad Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Jughead's Madhouse is effectively Mad Magazine. Um that's pretty much it. We do learn a little bit later that he didn't he didn't get married or even seem to have like a family. Yeah, he just had his magazine. Yeah, which is fine because they talk about a little bit of legacy. And Betty's legacy was storied. Yeah. She also, once again, fifth over fifty percent of these characters became writers. So she did self-publish the Change Mystique, which yes. became a smash hit. Yes. She had her column. Her advice column. Mm -hmm. She moved to the city and was a protester because there was so much to protest. Yes. She started a um, feminist and progressive magazine. Called She Says. Called She Says. So, like, <laughs> yep, just ev ev everybody, everybody being writers. Uh, and we, she also never got married. Yeah. Which syncs with what we know of which, Betty. Yeah. I would argue what doesn't sync. Is the fact that she adopted a daughter and said the best thing she ever did was be a be mother. A mother. Because, like, that was... That is quite – that's quite the opposite of actually what she Betty was. wanted. When, when we saw old Betty, not old Betty as in this show, but like the Betty pre-1955. Yes. Um, I'm – I'm unless if I'm wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that one of the – the main conflicts between her and Archie was she was fine with getting married, but she didn't want to have a family. I think she was unsure. Well, I mean – And yeah. Archie was sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I – but I think she said, so yeah, she said, I don't know if I ever want to get married and I don't know if I ever want kids. And I, then she came around on marriage. Yeah. Cause I thought, I thought she was perfectly fine with like, I will, like, I want, like, I'm fine with being, like, I want to be with you. I'm fine with like getting married, but like not particularly the family thing because well, so I'll explain why my reason and it could be, you're yeah. right. Cause I said, I don't remember this. Yeah. No. Um, and, but now it has flipped and now she decided that she 
wanted a family but didn't want to get married. And, like, none of those things are, like, wrong. You can do mm-hmm. all those things. They're all perfect things. But when, you're th- when we're thinking about this character, it's a weird... I mean, I, I think you're misremembering. She didn't really want to get married and she, like, yeah. agreed to. Yeah. Because I remember us being mad, being like, okay, well, why does she have to give up what she wants? I th- yeah, I thought I was going toward the... F- I-, I thought because the thing is wet, Archie wouldn't... Like, if they got married, Archie would ne- want to have a family. Versus... Yeah. 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 Um, but it it is... Um, it it feels like... I just... I, I feel like... It feels like she was... Um, Changed by the by be by being a woman growing up in 1955. Yeah, I I just like I don't like for Betty. Yeah, that she says the best thing she ever did was become a mother because that feels so counter to what it it feels like they took this character who was very much like I don't want that. That's not what my future is. I don't want that to be a thing. And then they decided no, she actually did want it. She just didn't realize it. I'm like, is that really? The storyline, you, your progressive, like, no, but she did decide that motherhood is the best thing ever, but in a feminist way. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine, fine. But like, wh- why did you make that decision? Why did you decide that the only way she could have, like, oh, no, she didn't get married. Don't get me wrong. She's still an independent that. But it is very important she has to be a mother. That's the only way she could be happy. Yeah, I don't know. What? It feels so weird. Jughead, we do learn that he didn't get... I mean, there's no mention of a family, so I guess he did just like... He was just a bachelor. Yep. And he does kind of regret it. And also, I think he wanted to marry Betty. Um, (laughs) He is is also, now forget this, two years younger than Betty somehow. It's true. I don't know. Anyway, Uh, Betty's ready for whatever comes next. She wishes they could stay in Riverdale forever, young and beautiful and having (laughs) sex with each other. She wants to be a teen forever. The good times. The, the good times. I'm like, what? You mean, like, in 1955, you could, I guess, probably things are probably good before junior year and after junior year. Yes. So in 1955, I would argue they probably had a much better life than uh, the uh, other Riverdale universe, where they kind of had bad from, like, junior year onward true <laughs> so well yeah she's like ah oh, you know what does it be like teenagers again i'm like yeah but which version because because you remember both of them yeah and he, okay i'm just gonna say this now yeah i don't like the storyline of this episode i don't like a storyline about like adults who had very cool very important lives and yeah. would have like done many things but they want to go back to when they were kind of crappy teenagers yes because like i'm not 86 yeah but i don't want to be a teenager again yeah it's once again going back to like the aesthetics you're like yeah go we can go back to how it was in high school and i'm like i gotta admit you guys you guys had a pretty bad high school experience like i don't know why you're admittedly the 1955 one was better Mm mm-hmm it wasn't like the like the other one where there was a lot of cults and terrible stuff. Your daughter, your sister, getting sent to like a insane asylum. Yeah, and nunnery. Magical D and D. Yeah. Gang warfare. Yeah. Hiram trying to destroy the town for reasons that make no sense. Yeah, like it's it's the thing where like they're not reflecting back on hey our time was great. They're reflecting back on hey remember the TV show. 
remember the TV show? And it, yes, it is a TV show finale, but it's hard to look past that. Yeah, and I just like I don't know. Maybe don't like I don't know. I I, I, I think I think it would have been pretty a pretty cool ending if they're like that was a cool time, and now we've all moved on with our lives, and that is also good. Sometimes you move on and you say goodbye to the teen times you're at. Now, you have an arc just like yeah. Jughead told you to. Now, the thing is, I, I, I don't, even though I think we do it all the time, I don't necessarily like criticizing something for being like, you decide to go with a different theme than I wanted. Uh, but it does feel weird, the theme they decide to go with. Well, and I just like, it's just, it's kind of gross. It just feels kind of gross. But fortunately, we'll have time to discuss that when we talk about this entire season. We got to wrap up this episode. Okay, so Betty literally does Emily's final monologue from our town. Yeah. Except that it's about Riverdale instead of the town in our town. Yeah. Corners. And I want to spend a little bit of time right now discussing Riverdale. So, hey, it's 2023. Actually earlier than the Riverdale we saw one season ago. But the and t- I would argue the town's worse. The town is abandoned. Yep, it's abandoned. The town is abandoned. Pop Tate is for sale. Remember the soul of Riverdale? The thing that could that should never be that cannot be moved. That cannot be moved. Um it seems like everything is a like I understand there's like aesthetics and things like that, but But why? The, why did we make this the, choice? The aesthetics they chose are abandoned abandoned town. We see I think Jughead's like train car, which, and it's once been again, ransacked. Only not just ransacked, um, which is like only this season. People were playing griffins and gargoyles, and there's a gargoyle king mask in it. Yeah, those are villain things. Yeah, like those are those are the tools of the enemy. This is bad guys. Yeah, Riverdale is Riverdale is in a worse state than it was. In the original timeline. Because remember, I, we're not up to 27 yet. Yeah, we're, 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 even though you're like, oh, there's Sketch Alley and all those things, people still live there. <laughs> Pop Tate's was open, a thing that we had, had like, at, at least one entire season and like throughout other seasons is the most, the sole of the most important part of Riverdale. Well, that's why everyone kept trying to buy it. That's why yeah. Veronica wanted to own it. That's why Hiram wanted to own it. So, like, and I don't hate like this. Like, oh, let's look back because you like things are different now. But what was what decision made you decide like what after all this and this talk about like, hey, we made the world a better place. We saved Riverdale. Riverdale will no longer be destroyed. You you made it better, Jughead. Tabitha of God says, and then to return to a Riverdale that is worse. That and, doesn't exist. And so we see all of this abandoned <laughs> yeah. sets. It's yeah. all the sets we're familiar with, and they mm. are now abandoned. Yep. Well, Betty does her voiceover, which is goodbye to clocks ticking, goodbye to the smell of flowers. Like which is, which is just the monologue from our town. <laughs> um, why couldn't they have just shown us those sets with no one on them? Yeah, why couldn't they Why just, do they have to be abandoned? Yeah, why couldn't they just be empty and not clearly abandoned and no one... W- I, I just I don't understand the choice. <laughs> I don't understand what you're going for. And then, and then, oh, and I'm going to say this. They linger on it a tad too long because they arrive and her granddaughter says, oh, look, she's asleep. And I guess her husband's like, oh, no, she's not asleep. And they they linger on the horror of her granddaughter having her grandmother's dead body in her car in a abandoned town for just long enough for me to be like this is uncomfortable 
Like, like they could have at least have her do like, even though we could have made jokes about how uncomfortable it is, they could have had her be like, oh, she got to see Riverdale. Like, they could have. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> what are these decisions? But. Don't worry. It's not bad for Betty. We don't have to ever think about young Alice again. Because Betty has gone back into her 17-year-old body. I, I, I guess she's in the suite hereafter now, which is their afterlife. But now she has long hair. Yeah, they shot at a different time. Um, so <laughs> they shot in that. They um, She specifically wants to be in that one time. Uh, in that one episode where you said that she had long hair. That was the episode where she kissed Veronica. That mm-hmm. was the musical episode. Yes, where she was 19, apparently. Apparently. Uh, and yeah, she approaches Pops and Jason, Jason opens the door. Don't know where he's been. I mean, I know he's been dead, but like. But how can he yeah. be there? Meanwhile, Julian gets to be inside. <laughs> Uh, Betty Garaza visits everyone. I'm just going to assume they could not get the ac- the actress for Ethel back for this because she's not in heaven. And she is Betty's half-sister in this yep. universe. And Benjamin Button is in there. I assume she was busy with like, maybe she maybe she's coming back to Stranger Things maybe for the she's final not, season. Maybe Ethel's not dead. Maybe <laughs> Betty was wrong about being the last one. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. The fact that she's not mentioned this episode... Feels, I understand that probably the reason is actually they could not get the actress back. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like um, the show, it feels like the show decided to just write Ethel off, doesn't it? Well, and they just could have done an <laughs> offhanded thing. They When she was talking about Veronica, she was like, oh, and I went to L.A. and I visited Veronica and, and my Ethel. sister Ethel. Yeah, because Veronica's where Ethel is. Yes. Just mention your half-sister in this universe. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I couldn't book her. Um, anyway, then Betty goes and sits down at the booth with yeah. Archie and Veronica and Jughead, just yep. like in season one. Yep. And meanwhile, outside uh, is Angel Jughead. This is this is the thing that this made me go confusing. very weird. Because there is Jughead inside. Uh, the only argument I could make for, like, logical reasons is notes aren't actually them. This is Betty's heaven. <laughs> And this, so Ethel isn't there because Betty doesn't want her in her heaven. These are all the phantom shades in her heaven. And yes, that is also terrifying. I mean, that does sync with the sweet hereafter that the people were in last season, doesn't it? Yeah. Because didn't they make versions of people? Oh, I, here's the thing. I, I remember that, oh, yeah, J- J- Jughead and some of them died for a time. This is the firstborns, right? Yes. Yes, that's why they died. I couldn't remember why he died. <laughs> That's uh, fair. But speaking of that, outside is Jughead, who we, I guess, now learn is narrator of the series Jughead. Because he's like, I'm going to leave you here. We're there. Forever juniors. This is a good... <laughs> they're always going to or from a dance. They're always having little heartbreaks, but nothing too serious. I'm just, I'm just like... I mean, that was what this season was about. <laughs> I know. What about the hopes and the dreams that we've cared about for the past six years? Don't matter. Uh, but this Jughead, as... I this wasn't going to be the aesthetics. Him doing this monologue, and it honestly does not matter what he says because it's mostly nonsense. It's true. And he's just like, "Well, time to go." And then you hear like the typewriter clicking. Is he like, "Ah, yes, narrator Jughead." And then the credits music plays yeah. underneath him as he walks away. Yep, and that's the end of the series. So that happened, and it's very weird.
All right, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic just had to have a little bit of help to remember its own life? Um, Something I'm going to pick is just thing that we like didn't really get to talk about. Mm. And I think they only did it because it was cool. Yeah. But for some reason, for some of Betty's recounting people's yeah. futures... We did flash forwards to the 1970s. Yeah, and they were and just... For, they were dressed like 1970s, which was cool to see. Yeah. But th- not for everyone. Notably, I would argue, we only got it for the women. No, Jack had got it 1970s. Because oh. he had mutton chops and glasses. Yeah, and- yeah, but to be fair, that was also the photo he... like. The, the literally literally the photo of his obituary is a still from that shot yes <laughs> but yeah no i think they yeah. did it because they were like the girls will look cool yeah and jughead can have sideburns i don't see anyone else like they don't do it for archie it's really weird archie is kind of a uh, like he's kind of a, a brush away who cares in this episode despite he's him really- being Archie, Archie Andrews. You know, Archie, Archie Comics. And and I know this show is different, but he is Archie. And he literally is an afterthought in this episode. He doesn't even have Jughead and Betty talk about him. Yeah. Betty tells him his future. Yeah. So we get, like, this episode is Betty and... Jughead. To an extent. Well, sort of. No, this episode Betty. is Betty. It's Betty. And 19... Or in... 2016 Jughead. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Weird. We did always say that Betty was the main character of the show, though. I mean, yeah. It, it, yes, she definitely, they definitely like her. I'm I'm, all, I'm almost surprised Veronica wasn't the one who <laughs> got this. Anyway, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, yeah. So uh, it's something we also kind of skipped over because it wasn't super important at the time. Um, but when uh, when Tony did does her whole, like, um, uh, you know, her uh, class senior class president reading the poem. And then afterwards, Betty's like, oh, look at all these articles. And Tony always made sure. And then Jughead's about to say what happened to her. And she goes, no, don't tell me. I don't want to remember what happened to Tony. Not yet. I'm like, what happened to Tony? And then later, oh, she lived a perfectly happy life with Cheryl and then, you know, died peacefully in her sleep. I'm like, then what was that about? <laughs> because Betty didn't know if something terrible could have happened. <laughs> well, and I understand that from Betty's perspective, she just decided, I, number one, I also don't think Betty's that close to Tony. <laughs> like, I know this season they kind of had some stuff, but like in general. Not that much. In general, Betty and Tony is not one of like the main friendships I think of where she's like, no, I don't want to know Tony's future. And it's such a weird setup for the audience to be like, oh my, what, what is Tony's future? What is it? Like, is, what's, what, what dramatic thing is going to happen? So, Nothing. They so, just <laughs> didn't. Kevin, what you're telling me is that Riverdale set something up mm-hmm. and then had no payoff. I know. I know it's never happened before. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. That was Riverdale. I not, think... not only was that Riverdale, that was Riverdale. Yeah. Riverdale's done. It is done. There is no more. And not only that, they did it so aggressively. There is no more. There can be no there more. Can be, we could. Uh, here's what I will say. We did not hear about Josie McCoy in the other universe. In this one, she's just a Hollywood w- woman. And we did not hear about Sweet Pea. So we could still get that Josie and the Pussycats in New Orleans. <laughs> Solving murder <laughs> Solving mysteries. Murders. <laughs> <laughs> that is in a different timeline now, which might technically not exist. 
It's remember yeah. they were all collapsed into this timeline, and I still don't know what that means. I don't love. Okay, well, we'll talk we'll about. Ha- yeah, we'll have to figure this out because we are legally obligated by the, the, <laughs> the gods who have cursed us with this to discuss this the series. Yeah, yeah, and somehow, I, I, yeah, and <laughs> we we kind of have to decide: Are we going to do season seven and, and then, then a full retrospective of the entire series? And we we talked about earlier. We did not know which one we were going to do, and I think potentially we have to do seven and then the rest of the series because they're I mean, so separate. Yeah, because this this was not a finale to Riverdale. No, this was a finale to season seven. Season seven. None of this stuff felt like it's wrapped up anything, and so we're going to have to discuss them that. separately. So I guess next week. We will discuss um, season seven, season seven, and then the week after we'll do a full Riverdale retrospective. We'll talk about all the stuff. We'll talk about all it, all of our thoughts, all, all yeah. of our things we wished had happened, and then after that, <laughs> because because we have to have the longest announcement, we got <laughs> we got to finish Shadowhunters. Yeah, we still have half. We're gonna get another finale, another series finale. Let's see which one does it better. <laughs> well, spoiler. Actually, <laughs> it's this I don't. One. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Shadowhunters finale. So yeah, this finale was, I would argue, a decent enough finale for this season. It sure was. And if this had been the show, I I would say that you, with a little bit of editing, you could just have someone watch this season and be like. Yeah, that was a mini series of Archie. Yeah, I yeah. watched twenty episodes of Archie. How do you all feel about this finale? Let us know on the social media. It's podcast Moa, podcast Moa at Instagram, at Twitter, and at Gmail dot com. And uh, we're still here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. For now, well, who knows what we're going to do in the future? <laughs> so give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And remember, you can pick up my books at rebelkevinweirbooks.com, uh, kevinweirbooks.com. I'll just, I'll just leave all that in. It's fine. People <laughs> like it. You can uh, also remember, you can catch me in Edmonton at the Edmonton Comic and Entertainment Expo. I'll be there uh, run, running my booth and selling some stuff. Yeah. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you next week. Goodbye, Riverdale. Goodbye, Riverdale. Goodbye, Riverdale. To say goodbye to Riverdale, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. Goodbye, Riverdale. <laughs>